This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen, writer and editor for The Pulse. How's it going, Miles? It's going good. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing well. It is a beautiful day outside. Uh, stopped over at the Ridges Beach for a little bit and one rain cloud literally like passed over the beach. You could literally see all around the cloud where it was raining. It was very bizarre. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I think it was following me. Maybe I'm in a bad mood and it, <laughs> it had come for me. You're attracting the dark cloud. Right. Uh, what is so, that? Is that like Linus that always attracted? Where there was some cartoon character. Yeah, it was a Peanuts character, yeah. I'm pretty sure, who would do it. Or there was the, the stinky Peanuts character who had the, the smelly cloud that followed him. <laughs> right, Pigpen. <laughs> so why don't we jump into it? couple of, of big, really interesting stories this week to talk about, actually. Uh, I think we'll jump right in with a story about uh, Fred and Fuzzies up in Sister Bay. So there is a potential buyer for Fred and Fuzzies. How long has it been on the market, just to start with? It goes back to 2018. All right, so, so a couple of years. And this new buyer has uh, some interesting proposals for the property in terms of changing the zoning. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, the buyer would like to... Um, they're they're purchasing Fred and Fuzzy's restaurant parcel and the adjacent waterfront portion of the Annette Little Sister. And the aim is to build a private residence there. And so they, to do that, they need to get it rezoned. It is currently zoned commercial. Um, and it's kind of like an outlier from a commercial standpoint in that it's like Fred and Fuzzy's, the old uh, golf course next door, and then the Annette Little Sister, all kind of the the commercial property is there. Everything else down that road is residential. You have a cemetery nearby, and now you have the public portion of Pebble Beach that the Village of Sister Bay bought last year. Um, I should clarify, a lot of people think of Fred and Fuzzies and Pebble Beach as the same thing. This is specific to the restaurant and, and Little Sister property, right. not the Pebble Beach portion that is still public owned by the Village of Sister Bay. Okay, so this uh, this would mean a couple of different things. First and foremost, it would mean that we're losing Fred and Fuzzies, number one, the business isn't being bought, uh, but it's also just losing that kind of waterfront dining experience that right. goes back a really long time up here in Door County. Yeah, it's about 20 years at Fred and Fuzzies that that's been there. The inn has been there much longer. Right. What are what are some of the challenges to this? Um, is, is changing zoning something that anybody can do when they buy property, or is there uh, things that have to happen for that to occur? It's a pretty common request, um, but it is something that is subject to a public hearing. So they've scheduled a public hearing for July 28th. There is debate amongst the Sister Bay Plan Commission last at the, the meeting Tuesday night about whether or not they would approve this. Denise Berto, the chair, seemed to hesitate, but mainly because like this, like I was saying, this is kind of like an island of commercial amongst a lot of non-commercial properties on the edge of the village of Sister Bay, the very edge of it. And by changing those two parcels, they would not change the portion. If you're familiar with the Fred and Fuzzy's property, the Inn Little Sister is across the road. Like there's also part of the Inn Little Sister across the road there. And that would not change. So that would still remain a commercial parcel. And then the two waterfront parcels would become residential. So now you would have, by switching those two, you would create this one like random commercial island down there. And Denise Berto had said that that, that concerns her and it all, she also was expressing concerns about, well, will that devalue that other parcel if they no longer have access to the water? Yes, it will. But that's up to the property owner, I believe, more so than the village, although maybe it would impact their 
tax revenues, but I don't, I don't know that they would really, I don't know the zoning well enough to know for sure right now, um, whether they'd have a leg to stand on to deny it. Right. And, and I'm sure that there will be a huge community response to this as there usually is when no, any sort no of way. Not, yeah, whenever, whenever any development is proposed or anything changing happens, it's going to be a huge thing. So when this story comes out on social media, I'm sure people are going to be talking about it. What are your takeaways at this point? Um, well, I just think uh, the, you mentioned the social, what like what kind of public response there might be. It's interesting. Let's say this was never developed. And then somebody came in and said, hey, I want to do a resort and cottages and a restaurant down here. People would go crazy and say, you can't develop that into a restaurant and, and cottages. That would be destroying this pristine place. Since it has existed as that, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people say, oh, you can't get rid of that. You can't take that off of there. That's part of our tradition. That's our, our Door County iconic view and things like you can't right. make that a private residence. So uh, it, it just will it will go to show like kind of the, the hypocrisy in all of our statements. I'm not making an argument either way, but I just always find that pretty interesting. And, you know, you could make the case either way in that like maybe this enhances the existing pebble beach because now you don't have a very bustling restaurant and resort right there and instead you have one private home and that's a lot less traffic but you could also say some people would say like well this takes away from it because now it's not public essentially all the way down um and plus fred and fuzzies was a great place to sit and watch the sunset it was a great place to go and watch live music it was one of the door county does not actually have a lot of literally on the waterfront dining opportunities we have it's taken us a long time to even get the outdoor dining thing going and that's been pushed to the forefront with covid but actual opportunities to sit on the water and eat and drink are pretty few and far between up here for a place that's surrounded by water right so and they serve you know i've been told on busy days up to like 700 or more people at friend fuzzies so if you're another restaurant in the county and you do offer a waterfront like that bodes really well for you because that puts a lot of people in the market for your for your services. Yeah, so I, I guess it's pretty clear what happens if this goes through. What happens if it doesn't go through? Uh, it's more years on the market for Fred and Fuzzies, correct? And have you heard from them what their plans are or anything beyond that? I checked in with uh, the, the Fred and Fuzzies. That property is owned by two families. There's The Fred family and the Fuzzies family, correct? <laughs> there is Paul Luber and the Luber family, and then there is uh, Greg and Susie Sundstrom, Greg Fuzzy Sundstrom, Fuzzy had no comment, and I could not reach Paul Luber. But uh, Denise Berto had expressed some things in in the meeting about the fact that she would have she would have liked she'd have felt better if she had a letter of support for the sale from Fuzzy and Susie Sundstrom, which they did not have, um, and Fuzzy did not care to comment about that. Interesting. Uh, any other takeaways before we move on to another kind of big development shakeup? Um, just another thing regarding that little parcel. Um, there have been. A little bit of a push from residents after seeing some people down at Pebble Beach getting backpacks full of pebbles and stones from Pebble Beach. Great. And really imploring the village of Sister Bay to put some signs up to let people know that it's illegal to take stones from that beach. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that's not going to, the signs alone aren't going to fix everything, but it actually, people always say, oh, nobody reads signs. It's like, well, you never know if like one person is stealing rocks, the sign might have stopped 10 others from doing it. So sure. um, we we only notice the people that the sign didn't impact. We never notice what the sign does do. And I mean, just look around the country. Humans follow signage like sheep. <laughs> so, right. Um, 
so I mean, signs would help. Some garbage cans down there would help. So there's been a little bit about that. I think Sister Bay will continue to hear some feedback on that until they straighten a couple of those things out down there. Great. That's a great point. So moving on to our next piece, um, Alpine has been on the market for a little bit. And now there is some potential that a portion of the waterfront property that Alpine has being sold to the village of Egg Harbor to expand the beach down there. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So for those who've been around a little longer or following a little longer, Egg Harbor's beach used to be like when I was a kid, the beach was literally just that little pier that Alpine has that's now like underwater. Actually, the water's so high, the entire pier uh, was underneath when I was there last. And it was just a little postage stamp, maybe 60 feet of sand beach. Um, The beach that people know as Egg Harbor's public beach now um, and really for the last decade is, is really new. Um, they built, they purchased the troop property, which would be considered to the north of that, of the Alpine along the shore for $1.6 million back in 2007. That led to the expansion and redevelopment of the Egg Harbor Beach. And that's why they have like the long sand beach that you see now, the expanded playground, the expanded grass area. If anyone's been down there this summer, they've also now extend, extended like a, a stepped rock wall. Hmm and some more sand and there's a ramp for anybody who has some mobility challenge folks people in a wheelchair they actually have a ramp that you can take right down to the water now in egg harbor so um if, if you're a family member and have, have ever struggled with that uh, i know i have with uh, some elderly p- people in my family in the past it's just a cool feature that they have now yeah absolutely. um and then uh so if you get down there it looks awesome now what they're looking to do and anybody who's been down there they've got parking shortages at that beach as it is especially on busy summer days they are offer they've offered to buy an acre of the alpine shoreline to the alpine side of the property and it would that would take it all the way the public beach to past the alpine break wall which right now is closed to the public um and that would allow them to expand the beach they said they would intend to save that kind of historic rock wall that's on the, the shoreline there, save as many trees as they can, but also add some parking spots. Don't know how many parking spots they could squeeze in there, but um, you know, for years before the Alpine put a fence up there, people used to just park all the way up and down that road. So I could see that potentially adding the, in reality, something like 50 to 60 spots wow. just up and down that road. It would also allow them in the middle of that beach area, there's a wastewater lift station is what it's called they would move that from the middle of the beach to the edge the landward side of that road the alpine beach road and expand that because right now i guess they're at capacity with that lift station so they would actually be able to solve a different village problem with that um so you'd get expanded beach um expanded lift station capabilities and expanded parking right so yeah, all all big positives for the beach. I mean, any any time that a beach up here expands, it just creates more public waterfront for people to enjoy, and that's such a huge draw for folks up here, um, especially folks like you and I who will never probably afford public waterfront. I'm sorry. I'm, no, you're right. You, you don't have that big of a raise coming anytime soon. <laughs> well, that's, that's disheartening. I was hoping to I was hoping to buy a new house, a second house up here. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a big draw, and this I might be springing this question on you just kind of out of the blue, but how, in terms of like overall shoreline and public like beach access, how does Egg Harbor compare to the different communities up here in terms of how much beach they actually have? That's a great question. Um, And and what would this expansion like bump that up to? Because I think like Egg Harbor beach is probably bigger than Fish Creek's beach, even with the expansion. I think Sister Bay probably has the most public beach up here. 
At least that would be my thought unless I'm yeah. missing something. So if I'm thinking this through, I mean, there's two ways to look at it is public waterfront footage and public beach, like actual like yeah. beach amenity sand area. Yeah, I think that's probably the better metric to look at. And so if I'm looking at that, you know, like Fish Creeks is pretty small. And now with the high water, there's basically no sand, actual sand beach. But they have, Fish Creek is just about double the size of theirs with that right. purchase a couple of years ago. Sister Bay went from a very small beach in 2007 to when they bought the Helms property and then the Al Johnson's property. That's about 1,800 continuous feet of um, shoreline public waterfront the beach is probably somewhere in the range of like three to four hundred feet of that is a spitballing off the top of my head um what about uh what about schoolhouse beach would that be longer than fish creek it's not sand right. beach but it is still... yeah schoolhouse beach actually that might be the biggest if you just looked at pure beach sure. although pebble beach now might rival that right i'm not sure exactly how much the schoolhouse beach is technically public although people would probably expand it like kind of bleed into the private areas um then you have Egg Harbor's Beach, like might be creeping up on one of the largest like municipal beach areas. Horseshoe Bay in the town of Egg Harbor, just to the south, is a really large beach. Mm-hmm. That might be the longest stretch of sand. Hmm. And then um, you know, Whitefish Dunes what, on low water years is a great long stretch, but that's part of a state park. So same as Nicolay Bay. Right. My favorite beach is probably up on Rock Island. Yeah. Um, the far side of Rock Island, that sand beach is um, amazing, and I'm. I don't think I'm at risk of ticking people off by giving away a secret there because it takes quite a bit to get up there anyway. Yeah, that, that's the nice thing is you can you can advertise Rock Island all day long. You still have to get there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty self-limiting. Right. Um, but that is an interesting that maybe that's an article we'll have to do is just kind of compare those. But Egg Harbor went from basically the tiniest to if not the the largest municipal sand beach, maybe that probably the second. Right. Um, and if they especially if they get this farther expansion. So obviously a good thing for the beach. What does it do to the Alpine property, if anything? Does it devalue the property at all by losing some of that waterfront, or is it not necessarily as big of a, an impact on that side? There's a couple ways to look at it. And I should say first, like I've heard rumors of buyers of offers being made on the Alpine property. Um, the owners have not confirmed that, but um, there does seem to be a lot of talk about significant activity on of interest on the Alpine property uh, in addition to the village's offer. The village cannot disclose what they're offering yet because it's still in negotiation, but they have applied for a Knowles Nelson state stewardship grant to pay that would cover about half of it. So just some housekeeping things there. I know people would go like, all right, but how much is it? (laughs) I wish I could tell you. But the Alpine property, it might actually help them to sell that property by saying, all right, here, you instead of trying to buy all of the Alpine shoreline, if you lose a little chunk, that's less taxes to pay and less that less that you'd be asking a buyer to pay for mm. um, when and there's still a lot of waterfront left on that property. So um, I'm not sure if it would devalue it in any significant way. It's also kind of a sliver at the end there by the beach. So there's not a heck of a lot that somebody could develop down there. Right. Um, it's not significant for Alpine's property, but it is significant for the beach expansion. Yes. That, that's a cool way yeah. to look at it. One plan commission member last night at the Egg Harbor Plan Commission meeting, just say Tuesday night for if, for those listening to this down the road, um, had mentioned that, all right, you know, we bought the troop property. And at that time, that seemed like a lot of money for a small chunk of land to expand the beach. And they paid $1.6 million, as I said earlier. And at the time, that was really controversial and it resulted in lawsuits. It resulted in a lot of people saying Village was spending too much and wasting taxpayer money. I doubt that many people would say that now. I mean, it might be a, a couple of percentage of the people in, in Egg Harbor. Um, I think the, the Village and the business community are probably wildly um, 
pleased with what they did there. So this guy had said, well, are we looking, should, should we be looking to buy more of the Alpine? Like, is this, you know, if in hindsight, the true property that looks like peanuts for how much benefit it gave us. So sure. maybe we should be looking at buying a lot more of that shoreline. Um, and Ryan Heiss said, well, we're trying to kind of get the benefit of that without having to buy it by hoping that we can create a, a good relationship with whoever does buy the Alpine and hoping that they keep it in some sort of resort fashion where they could work this trail into that property where the beach would serve as a connecting point for a potential trail that's in the works that would connect the village to Murphy County Park and Horseshoe Bay Farms mm -hmm. about three miles down the road. Which, by the way, a couple months back in the archives, you can listen to an episode that we did with Ryan Heiss from Egg Harbor, kind of detailing that plan and his dreams for Egg Harbor. We talked for probably almost an hour just about all of the cool things that might be happening in Egg yeah. Harbor over the next couple of years. So definitely check that one out as it pertains to this too, because one of the big things that they're looking at potentially doing is taking sidewalks and trails and connecting the village all the way down to the beach. Yeah. So creating more of a, a walkable way to connect to there, which, you know, now you've got a bigger beach, you've got more incentive to walk down there. Uh, it kind of, it, it all kind of coalesces together. It seems like it's yeah. a smart thing for the village to look at. And it's something historically we just haven't been very good at. We have like little trail systems within the parks, but nothing really connects town to town, um, park to park up here. So this would be one step and you know, it's not all going to happen at once, but maybe that's a first step toward a 20 or 30 year project that leads somewhere. Right. You know, much in the same way that we kind of joked about the public reaction to the Fred and Fuzzy story. Um, I, I think that public reaction probably mostly positive on this one. Uh, and, and I guess I'm, I'm leaning on you for clarification. Like when Fish Creek looked to expand their beach, I feel like the beach expansion was pretty positively received it was the the facilities there that got a lot of controversy and a lot of people talking yeah absolutely uh, is that kind of what you saw too most people were in favor of the beach expansion yeah although there's always a pretty vehement subset against these property purchases it takes money off the tax rolls um you know it's born it's easy for me to be in favor of these things right because I don't own the waterfront property. I don't pay these huge sums of property tax every year. So for me, paying a smaller chunk of property taxes, they buy this property, it might hit, you know, if, if I lived in Egg Harbor in the kind of house I have, yeah, maybe it'd be like 20 to 50, maybe even 100 bucks a year extra on my taxes. But for me, it's this benefit of this great waterfront. If I'm a waterfront property owner, you know, you might say, well, what do I care about? I already own waterfront. Now I'm going to pay more taxes so everyone else can, the public can get the waterfront. Now, in my altruistic view, I'd say, that's great. Yes, please yeah. do that. But I understand where people come back and say, well, when's enough enough? But it does seem like, I don't think in hindsight, you know, 10 years out on any of these things, people don't look back and say, gosh, we shouldn't have done that. God, I, I wish they wouldn't have expanded that Sister Bay Beach. That just that just ruins my day every day. Or, right. um, I, gosh, I, I wish the Fish Creek Beach were smaller. Like right. Nobody walks around saying that. Um, but it is hard those when those projects are first proposed, you know, like every every marina up here has been controversial. And there have been staunch people against building these marinas. There have been staunch people against beach expansions and parks every step of the way. Helmar, if I'm saying that right, Helmar Holland owned land in Peninsula State Park. He's like Door County's revered historian, even even though there's a lot of sketchball stuff in his yeah. records. Um he was against Peninsula State Park. So was the Door County advocate. Like that's 
and most people would probably try and strike that from the record down the road, but that's how these things go. So. Right. Uh, real quick before we move on to our last little part here, uh, what comes next in this? This is going to come up in meetings, right? Do we have dates to look forward to? So that purchase is basically in negotiation right now. So that's not a meeting thing. That's a whether or not they come to an agreement on a price. Um, and so that wouldn't be a vote or a referendum in in terms of the Sister Bay with uh, Fred and Fuzzy's property, that will go to a public hearing to discuss the rezoning. Great. Uh, last thing that we'll leave you with today, over the weekend, the Fish Creek Highway construction finished up. Woo-hoo. And the sidewalks are open. You can get all the way from downtown Fish Creek all the way north. The The roads are totally open. Have you had a chance to walk on the sidewalks yet, Miles? I have. I went up there last week, actually, because some business owners had asked, like, why isn't that open yet? And so I just walked down there to go see if anyone was actually working on it. And it looked like it should have been open like a week earlier, but I guess they had some odds and ends to do. Sure. But yeah, I was walking around there and I mean, it's great. They finally have that connectivity. Right. Uh, I actually, for the Pulse show today, which you can watch tomorrow as this comes out on Thursday, I started at one end of Fish Creek, walked all the way up to the end of the sidewalk and and filmed the whole thing. So you can do like a virtual walk along with me for the show. Um, It was really great to start at one end and go all the way up to the top to feel like it's one connected town. You can go all the way from one end to the YMCA. So Mm -hmm. it's not even just connecting to top of the hill shops, which is huge for making that all feel cohesive, but it takes you like literally up to the YMCA. The The sidewalk actually terminates in a little side path into the YMCA grounds. So you can walk all the way up there, which is great. Uh, if you start at one end and go up, then you're ready for your exercise at the YMCA too, <laughs> which is like, I got up there sweaty and was like, oh man, I can't wait to jump into the gym now. <laughs> um, but then you walk across the crosswalks that were put in, which is really great for both, you know, Door Community Auditorium and the Gibraltar School being able to cross the road safely. Uh, But also, you know, you can cross over to the other side and then come all the way back down. They're connected on both sides. So it creates this really great almost three-mile loop that you can do um, and and really feel like the whole town is connected. And it's it's cool. And even, you know, you think of all the things, top of the hill shops, um, Fish Creek Grill, YMCA, the high school, and the Peninsula School of Art, all of which were not connected with pedestrian paths before are all now connected is like that's a lot of people every day at those locations right and the and two big hotels right there yeah now i haven't heard anybody complaining about like the crosswalks being added it'll happen but here's the thing my hometown of saint francis in order to do the same thing create cross like safe pedestrian crossing from the school to other businesses put in two full roundabouts right in the middle of our our main drag so i i think the small little crosswalks that we have are a really good compromise compared to two giant roundabouts to get people to do the same thing. <laughs> so uh, if, if for whatever reason you're like, oh, man, the crosswalks really break up the road or make anything look weird, at least you're not dealing with that right in the middle of Fish Creek. And um, as somebody who would uh, like cheat the parking behind the, the school if going to the auditorium um, and park either at Top of the Hill Shops or the Y or Fish Creek Grill or anything like that. And or if you went to Fish Creek Grill before the auditorium, like you used to have to like kind of sprint across the highway um, to make it all the way across. It's a pretty wide stretch there because it's right on that bend. Right. And those pedestrian islands are great. And as somebody who coached at Gibraltar for so long um, and knows how many kids both go to the Y after school and also, you know, cross up there to go down to the gas station to get snacks and things like that. Um, it's nice to see that they finally put that 
like a little pedestrian island there. So you're not asking people to get all the way across the highway when you're talking about little kids and things like that. So. Right. Perfect. Well, Miles, I think that's going to do it for us today. Lots of cool things that I'm sure folks are going to be talking about for the next week or so before our next podcast. Oh, I'm sure there will be plenty of people out there who see the post about Fred and Fuzzy or the Alpine on Facebook get through about two words of the headline and just decide to go off before they read anything else. Right. So if you happen to make it through all 25 episodes of this podcast before you jump on Facebook, uh, go ahead and read the whole article. There's lots of really good information in there. And and hopefully this will help kind of shape that discourse moving forward. We can have good conversations about these. Miles, thank you for chatting with me. And I can't wait to chat with you again soon. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.